The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Straight cash, homie. Would you please break a damn storm? He took it out. Oh, for you. It's a Monday, PFTOT, also PFTPM for those of you on the podcast feed. Things we didn't get to during a busy PFT Live. Chris Sims, Mike Florio, and let's get right into it. This is something we mentioned a couple of times, but I think we need to focus on Yeah, right. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. In going with undrafted rookie quarterback Duck Hodges of Samford, not Stanford, yep. Mike Tomlin justified it a few weeks ago by saying, he hasn't done anything to kill us. Well, with four interceptions on Sunday night against the Bills, he killed them like a duck, and now it looks like he may get killed, he may get benched, he may get whacked for Mason Rudolph or, I guess, Paxton Lynch, although I don't think the Steelers are that desperate. I think Mason Rudolph, who had four interceptions the last time we saw him, yeah. would be the guy who gets another chance. Yeah, I mean, that that would is what you would think. I mean, they, they drafted him, what, in round three, Mason Rudolph? Yes. So, uh, that would make a lot of sense. Now, I will say this, and, and I, I don't, I don't blame Mike Tomlin. I mean, I, I think I would sit back and think about things as well. You watch the film today, you digest it, you talk to coaches, you talk about, you know, how did Duck handle certain moments? What did he seem like on the sidelines? All those things, all those conversations are going to uh, come and play. Um, you know, the interceptions—they weren't good. Don't get me wrong. You know, I, I will say this. The first one was a third down, right? That really didn't hurt them. It was almost like a short punt. Uh, now, the second one, the Tredavious White, they were up by 10-7. He throws the out route to the right side. That was a game-changing moment. That really was because you're starting to go, ooh, are the Steelers going to get kick another field goal and go up by six points and really have control of this football game? And that totally changed the momentum. And then, yes, he did have the interceptions at the end of the game. And, hey, those were desperate spots. He needed to push the envelope and things like that. I do think that he still gives them a better chance than Mason Rudolph. I don't know how you feel. Why? Honestly, why do you think that? I just feel like um, Mason Rudolph, from what I saw, and I feel like I saw enough that on some of the, even the deep passes we saw Duck complete last night, I, I, I don't think they were as commonplace with Mason Rudolph at quarterback. I feel like Duck, at least when he has those opportunities to throw a 25-yard crossing route or a double move down the sidelines to James Washington, he puts the ball in play to where the receiver has a chance to where I feel like Mason Rudolph was not as consistent in that area. It was by far his worst performance yeah. this season. His yards per attempt have plummeted in recent weeks. He went from 10.7 when he came in during the game against Cincinnati right. and won it to 10.1 to 8 to 5.3 yards per attempt yesterday. Passer rating of 43.9. He had been in the upper 80s minimum uh, in all games before that and, and, and over 100 in a couple of games. So, look, it finally caught up to him. Maybe there's just enough film on him now. Yeah. They took away the ability to throw the ball down the field. And, uh, and, and again, it's very simple. If they're going to win, if he's not going to make a lot of mistakes, he keeps playing. And now they have to revisit what they're going to do. They've got a game this weekend against the Jets in 
New York, and Le'Veon Bell gets his his shot at the Steelers. There's really nothing, obviously, on the line for the Jets, but the Steelers still very much alive for the sixth seed, but they could screw around and, and blow it to the Titans. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And, well, and I think the other thing to like that's worth bringing up, too, is you know, there's no Juju Smith-Schuster. He hasn't had available at him. They uh, think he may be back this week. Yeah, but, we, but I think he, he was going to play this week. He he aggravated his knee in practice on Thursday, so who knows? Right. But, uh, but I would say even last night was not bad enough to me to make me forget what Mason Rudolph looked like in the Cleveland game and early on in the Cincinnati game when he eventually got benched. I guess that's where I would go back to and just go, okay, yeah, it wasn't pretty last night. I don't think it was as bad as the stats actually look either with the four interceptions. You know, I think there was, you know, especially the last two, you're in a little bit of a desperation mode. You got to push the envelope that way. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, they applied pressure to him and, and he had to, you know, make some throws with people around him and, and didn't do that. But I would probably stick with him. Uh, one more week for sure. Yeah, and uh, look, the Steelers, like I said, they may not make it to the playoffs. Between the Titans, the Texans, and the Steelers, somebody's getting left out. Yeah. And it very well could be the Steelers at this point. All right, uh, the Cleveland Browns yeah. are out. Right. They're not going to get in. Mm-hmm. And Freddie Kitchens, the first-year head coach of the team, there are questions about his job security. You and I have been hearing the same things yeah. for weeks. There was a Sunday splash report yesterday from Ian Rappaport, the NFL. And here's how it goes. Sources say Brown's management continues to stand with Kitchens and wants him to continue to have the success necessary to remain in that position for a long time. As of right now, barring a horrific collapse or circumstance to end the season, it appears the Browns will be moving moving forward with Kitchens. How, hey Ian, how many freaking weasel words can you cram into well, that? that is a lot barring of a horrific collapse or circumstance, it appears the Browns will be moving forward with Kitchens. I Look, bottom line, I don't know if yesterday was horrific, but they played a Cardinals team that lost six games in a row. I'd say that's fairly horrific to lose that game. I think what happened was that this is my guess. I don't know this. I never know anything. But my assessment of the situation is Freddie Kitchens probably, because he seems like a guy who'd be very direct. Yeah. Hey, what's this I'm hearing about my job status? Hey, I got right. people telling me I'm in trouble. Right. I don't need this. I'm trying to win football games. This may have been an effort to just kind of end that so he can focus on. Sure finishing the season then once the season ends they can make a decision and if he gets fired Rappaport can say well I didn't say he was definitely staying right all I said is barring a horrific collapse or circumstance it appears he will be the coach moving forward yeah. which is ultimate weasel words well yeah it sounds like he I'm not to- saying Rappaport's a weasel yeah you're just saying I'm saying he's using weasel words a lot of wiggle room there for what he was saying yeah okay Rat. But I get you with the – there's obviously some – he talked to somebody high up in the Browns organization that gave him that type of statement. No, no, no. Right. And he's – look, here's the – and this is how the game – let me peel back the curtain. We want to be able as reporters to, to bring information to the table. And even when we know the information we're being told or when we should know it's a bunch of crap, we still use it anyway. Yeah, right. Because then we can say, hey, look what we have. Right. I, you know, and – even if there is a bunch of weasel language in there or or look I don't and, and I, I don't want to cast dispersions here but I think people are interested in how the sausage gets made it's possible that he's taken an educated guess and manufacturing it into something that looks like news just to fill a quota too there's so much pressure on the the information robots who are supposed to be five minutes ahead of the curve on everything right they feel compelled on Sunday morning I got to have this 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 so I don't know I'm not ready to assume anything yeah. here 
especially because I don't think the report means anything, and I think Kitchens is still in danger. Do you think he's still in danger? I, of course I do. Yes, I do. That's why I think that, the, to me, the way I envision this happening is that we've heard a lot of stuff about Kitchens where he finally, Ian Rappaport finally calls somebody from the Cleveland Browns, and they give him this de facto bullcrap statement of basically, it's no, it's we want him to finish strong. We're we rooting want to for him. Keep him, him yeah. his job. Like, okay, great. You know, I want $7 million on my desk by by uh, 10 a.m. Oh, I didn't get it? Okay, darn it. I'm just, I mean, I don't know what to say there. Why 7 but million? Do you I have don't a know. specific no, debt? Do you need 7 million by 10? Or like- Johnny the Shark. I <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I, as of right now, do expect, <laughs> I, I guess in my heart of hearts, I don't expect Freddie Kitchens to be back as the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. And, and Rappaport will not have been wrong, technically. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah, right? Yeah, because, because there was a horrific collapse and or it only appeared that he was going to be back anyway. So yeah. I, I, I think this was a broader effort to try to placate him and let him finish the season without this distraction. Right. And whether it worked or not, we'll see. All right. Uh, one thing that didn't work yesterday, the, the procedure for electing what to do upon winning the coin toss. Holy and cow. we saw the audio and it was and the video was so funny because Johnny Hecker was laughing his ass off. He right. just stood there and let it all play out. But initially when the Cowboys won the toss and and I think part of the problem is you you shouldn't send four captains out there. Just send one guy with a clear directive as to what he's supposed to do. Because you have guys saying, we want to kick, we want to play defense. And eventually you can hear Dak Prescott say, we want to defer. That's the magic words. And Walt Anderson, for whatever reason, was being kind of a jerk about it. Oh, you're saying you want to kick? You want to kick? Oh, you want to kick? Oh, you're going to kick? Well, if you kick now, you're going to kick later. Because if you elect to kick, you've exercised your option, and the other team gets the option for the second half, and their option would be to receive. So you're screwed. So I don't know why Walt Anderson was playing that game. The bottom line is the NFL – has the power under the rules to go back and look at, at what was said and make a decision, and they did. They did the right thing. They did the right thing. But, but man, I'm telling you, I, if I'm a coach of an NFL team, I'm sending one guy out there like the Seahawks do for overtime. They yeah. send Geno Smith right. and only Geno Smith. Nobody is screwing this up, and if anybody does, it will be only Geno Smith. Yeah, uh, it, it, it was – I mean, we, we laughed about it a lot during the first half of the football game, and I'm not even going to lie. I didn't realize they had fixed it until like midway through the third quarter and I it finally dawned on me and I heard some guys talking about it because we're trying to watch everything and get ready right. for the show and do all of that. Rule 15, Section yeah. 3, Article 9. The replay official and designated members of the officiating department may consult with on-field officials or conduct a replay review of game administration right. issues. That gave them the power to go back and listen to what was said. Yeah. Dak Prescott clearly says defer Cowboys get. He said a lot of other stuff too, though. It's a good learning moment for him to just just defer, defer, defer. 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 Don't say we want to kick because that's where he got confused. Like they wanted to kick off and play defense, so he's saying, yeah, we defer and we want to kick like this way. And then, and then you're right. Wall Anderson didn't really make it smooth that way. He should have kind of covered for them, understanding what they want to say there. Why don't they just take that yeah element away? I mean, what what, what is the point of it? Nobody wants to kick the ball off in both halves. Well, how about Gi- we just the end Giants that? did in a windy playoff game against the Vikings Ooh, in 1993. You're right. I remember that. Actually, it was my dad's last home, home playoff game. You're right. They did do it. They did. They elected for the weather. So that's the last they took time the ever. wind. They took yep. the wind. Vikings went three and out. Right. Short punt into the wind. Yep. 
Giants scored a touchdown. Right. Vikings scored it up by the uh, tied it up by the end of the half. Yeah. And then the Vikings chose to take the ball instead of taking the win to right. start the second half. Went three and out. Right? Went three and out. Same exact right. same scenario as what happened in the first and quarter. Then, Giants uh, scored another touchdown. That's yeah. It. Big Phil. I want to say gave the ball to Rodney Hampton and they ran down. He ran down the sidelines for a touchdown. Might have been. A I was at a West Virginia game yeah. and it was. I. It may have been Rich Rodriguez's first game at West Virginia, or it was the first game of his second season. But that happened where. The guy who went out to handle the coin toss elected to kick right. instead of electing to defer, right. and they ended up kicking yeah. both halves just out of stupidity. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, s- send one guy and make sure that all these other guys aren't – like, tell the other guys to shut up. Even yeah. if you want to have four guys standing there for ceremonial purposes, one guy speaks. That And, and I think that is the moment, and I think they need to be playing that in every meeting room for all teams – this is what we're doing. This is why we do what we do. One guy speaks, and if anybody else says anything, you're in trouble. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that would be the the wise way to do it. It worked out, but, but you know, they didn't need that. Like, Dak Prescott didn't need to be pleading his case throughout the first half. Right. It should have just been over. It shouldn't have been hanging over the Cowboys. I mean, that affects your strategy. Who's getting the ball to start the second half, right? Definitely. So, yes. uh, it, it just it was unfortunate. All right, and the Patriots are the masters of getting the ball at the end of the half and scoring and getting the ball to start the second half and scoring scoring and you know it was close for a while yesterday but the New England Patriots end up running away from the Bengals 34 to 13 you saw something that gives you encouragement that maybe the Patriots are starting to figure things out again well I think the the big thing with the Patriots their defense we know their secondary is phenomenal I think the one thing we've seen in you know some of their losses and some of their weaker moments because they're going to have to continue to play through their defense you know even yesterday a 34 13 victory the, the Patriots' offense was not pretty. It, it, it was not. The defense set them up and put them in a lot of good positions to, to really get the blowout. Um, but the size on their defensive front is an issue to me. That's the one little weak area with their defense, which is, of course, spectacular. But uh, as we saw really in the first half, a lot of Joe Mixon running the ball, and they had their way with the Patriots' defense. The Patriots, a lot of the times, Mike, like to play two defensive linemen and five linebackers. And then within those five linebackers, they like to use one of the linebackers as the five technique, which to to get into more just layman terms, the five technique is the guy that lines up head up against the offensive tackle. The offensive tackle is usually the biggest human being on the field. So you have a linebacker trying to two-gap a guy basically who's 325 pounds and part caveman against a linebacker who's 265, 255, maybe 270. And that's been a little weakness. They put Adam Butler in there a little bit more yesterday, it seemed like, and got three legit D tackles in with Shelton, Lawrence Guy, and Butler. And I feel like it slowed down the Bengals' run game. But I think that's something to watch out for, especially like when they have to play the Ravens. Of and, course, and that's, that's the one we're looking at. The right. second shot at the Ravens right. of Lamar Jackson. What will Bill Belichick I come am, up with? I can't wait to see that. I yeah, know. And, and, you know, there's still that lingering sense, I don't buy it, yeah. that he didn't show all of his cards the first time around and, yeah. and was content to lose. No, no way. No way. Like, he would never do that. But what he is, he's brilliant, and he's just going to come up with another way to attack it. He's going to go, why did I do that? I was stupid. He's going to, well, I did that on third and two. Let me change that. And he's going to change everything, yeah. and he'll have a different approach. And, and that's the thing. He, he's very unemotional. Yeah. And he just focuses on what he needs to do, and he's a master of coming up with game plans that can handle whatever circumstance his defense may be facing. All right. Uh, his team is still facing Spygate, too. And, and we, I think Jeez. it's important. I, I know. He, here's the problem, though. People yeah. are already sick of it, and nothing's happened yet. Right. People think it's going to go away, like today. Yeah. Nothing's happened yet. Right. I'm told that all the Patriots have heard so far from the league, 
is the names of the people that the league want to speak to and the materials that the Patriots are being asked to preserve. Right. The one thing that I have yet to hear as loudly and clearly as I think we need to is this idea that the league will be sending someone, and I haven't heard that they're going to do this, but they need to do this. You send a computer forensics expert to New England, and that person shows up and says, I expect full and complete access to everything with the goal of determining via text message, email, phone record, any direct or indirect connection between the Yahoos who were recording the Bengals sideline and football operations, yeah. either directly or with some sort of a go-between. Right. But you need to be sure that the Patriots are telling the truth here. Because if they are, it all was an accident. Yeah. You know, yesterday there was a report in the Washington Post that the NFL is comparing this incident to other recent violations to determine the right punishment. The Falcons pumping in fake crowd noise. Yeah. Ben McAdoo using a walkie-talkie during the game. Right. Ray Farmer, the Browns GM, texting to the sideline. But yeah. in all of those cases, they were deliberately trying to cheat. If we believe the Patriots, they weren't trying to cheat. It was just a stupid mistake. So if you can show there's no connection, direct or indirect, yeah. between the bozos who were at the game yeah. and football operations, this is different from every other circumstance because there was no effort to break the rules for a strategic gain. And yeah. I feel like that's getting lost in all this. Yeah, you're right. I, well, the, the, the NFL, I, I hope they release the full video. Just be totally transparent here because this is the premier franchise in our sport. And, uh, you know, again, they don't want this dark cloud hanging over them, and neither does the NFL. The Shield doesn't want it either. Uh, I have a hard time believing that the Patriots did this to gain any type of competitive advantage. Maybe I'm proven wrong, but just from what I've seen to this point uh, and knowing the way Bill Belichick operates up there and how smart he is, I just don't think that would have been his tactical approach to send video guys to stand in the middle of the press box and film the other team's sideline and think, I think we'll get away with this one, guys. They won't know. So uh, that to me just sounds crazy in general. But, 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 but because but remember, of the repeat remember, history, I don't the history think, they have. Is, I don't think Belichick check and see yeah. i think the way it's set up yeah. belichick would have deniability we don't know what ernie adams is doing yeah. my, my point is they just need to confirm it and it wouldn't be hard to do right. the nfl tells the patriots we are sending joe blow up there to do this investigation yeah. he gets full cooperation full access if he gets any resistance at all we're going to view that as a failure to cooperate which is going to subject you to potential discipline he needs to have the keys to your entire electronics database and communication system so he can see, you know, cell phone records, text messages, emails. If there's no connection, yep. then, hey, it all. stuff happens. Right. It was a mistake. Yep. The guy was dumb. If there is a connection, then not only did they deliberately try to break the rules for a strategic gain, they lied about it, which makes it even worse. Yeah. They just need to look at that. Yeah. And here's one I other crazy thing, too. Yeah. There was a statement issued yesterday by the producer of the video series Do Your Jobs, who is a craft sports and entertainment group employee. Right. That statement came out right about the time we were going on the air at yeah. 7 p.m. Eastern. That guy sent that statement out without the team even knowing, which is just weird. And and I said when, when it was brought to my attention, well, do the Patriots disagree with anything? He said, no, they don't disagree with it, but they didn't know he was going to do it. Jeez. It's just weird. Yeah, that is weird. Uh, Everything about this is weird. does seem weird, yeah. And I just I can't even believe that guy would go out on a limb after he's probably job is dangling on a limb right now for this to begin with, to do that and not kind of, you know, put it through the right proper channels to make sure it's the proper statement and things like that. That, that doesn't look necessarily great either.
All right, uh, we should call it then. We got nothing else to talk That's about. That's it. I'm Two and done. a half hours. No so more use. You don't have anything you. else to do today, huh? I have to watch film gonna, and football. Film. He's yeah. going to watch film. Jaworski's going to go put yeah. his funny glasses on and watch film. All right, we'll, we'll be back tomorrow with some of the products of the film study of Chris Sims. Check out Chris Sims Unbuttoned later today. Who's hosting with you today? Uh, today, I'm not even sure. I, I think it's know. Paul Burmeister. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, but maybe Paul Burmeister. Maybe um, Ahmed, Ahmed Fareed. Fareed. Right. It won't be Liam McHugh because no, he's traveling back. He's too big. He was hilarious last night. Great Ferris Bueller's. Ferris Bueller, Ferris Bueller reference right. by by uh, Liam with the duck call in, and and he was wearing the camo too. Oh, Liam well done. Is, he's very sm- well done. He, very he good. Very snarky you. The, yeah. But but he does it. He does it in a way where it like swings back around and hits you in the head. Yeah, right. By the time you <laughs> right. realize what he's done. Right. Anyway, uh, we'll be hitting you in the head tomorrow with more stuff. Check out Monday Night Football. Check us out around the clock at Pro Football Talk Live. Everybody have a great day. See you Tuesday. See ya. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.